Health Hour on cliffcentral.com. Well, it's a very good morning and um, yeah, welcome to the Health Hour. I've just had the most amazing um, facial, yeah, mini facial with um, Dr. Fatima Baba. And this morning's show is about medical aesthetics. And this is actually um, a very interesting topic for me because it's, it's a field of medicine that um, is coming up. And a lot more people are branching out into it. So I'm happy to have Fatima in studio with me. Thank you so much for being here, Fatima. Thank you for braving the traffic and making it here. Thank you so much, Dr. Cindy, for having me. I must say I'm really excited and I'm going to try behave like a guest and not like, oh, my God, I'm on Cliff Central. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, you're allowed to behave however you want. But Fatima, first of all, let's just get a bit of background on how you ended up in this field of medical aesthetics. Um. Okay, so this is a bit of a weird and wonderful story. I was, um, well, I worked with Dr. Cindy a very long time ago, um, and then I branched off into anesthetics. Um, and then I got um, diagnosed with CA colon somewhere along the way, um, and that made me uh, have to stop. Um, and I couldn't be an anesthetist anymore because I couldn't really use my hands. I couldn't, um, you know, uh, any kind of uh, hard labor on my upper body, I couldn't do anymore. So I took a break for a while. But um, mo- both my sisters are actually medical doctors, and mm-hmm. they've been doing um, aesthetics since 2007. Okay. Um, and they've been in the field, and they were like, let's, um, let's expand. Why don't you join us, and let's make this a bigger practice. So let's just do medical aesthetics. And that sounded good at the time because I had like a huge scar on my abdomen yeah. from side to side. And I thought, hmm, this can work. We can get rid of this. <laughs> And um, essentially, that's how we got into it. So they ha- they were training and in doing all of this for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then I joined them. And then we started, okay, let's specialize in something. Okay. Um, so we thought, what is it? Everyone does European skins. Everyone mm-hmm. does that. So what is different? And we thought, okay, we're in Africa. We are African, and that's where we need to go. So we started specializing in Asian and African skins, apart from the European skin, because that everyone teaches you that. Okay. Um, and that's what we did. Okay. And so we expanded. So we went from just being Dr. B, A, and Z, we went to be um, Drs. B, A, Z, and F, which is me, and we um, we marketed ourselves as beauty and curves, um, and we now do body face and skin, essentially. So in terms of the training, um, Fatima, I mean, you've got your basic medical degree. You were 18 months away from being an, 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 an anesthetist. But in terms of the training for this particular um, you know, field, for aesthetics, what does it entail? So I'm not sure if you're aware, but in South Africa, it's not a major thing. Like yeah. You don't really need something specific, um, which wasn't something we wanted to do. So we basically went and we did um, a diploma, international diploma, um, with a with a, a international based um, aesthetic um, center, which they do, um, it would be Asia, and then they do UAE, and they do, uh, I think it's America. So we did training with them, and they gave us um, a certification from them. Then, uh, very recently in South Africa, it started about three years ago. You can do your certificate in aesthetic medicine. Mm-hmm. Which is what we've all done, and we're now um, going on to the diploma of aesthetic medicine. But if you've realized, lots of doctors in South Africa are branching into aesthetics. But what they do is, you will go for a trainer with a company, okay. and they teach you how to do Botox. So, uh, and, and I must admit, I have to admit that initially, whenever I thought about aesthetics, I always thought about Botox and Helen Zilla, <laughs> and you know, seriously, that's that's really what I thought about. And it's only now that I'm reading more and more. In, uh, in about it that it's so much more than that. Botox is just a zillionth of what it's all about. Well, Botox is really just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um, if I can say that. So when everyone thinks about aesthetic medicine, they think Botox fillers. That's it. That's true. That is what we think. But what it is, it's Botox. It's fillers. It's now you can do a non-surgical facelift. 30 minutes, 10 years off your age, just like that. Mm. You can do um, chemical peeling. You can do um, like you had an express facial, which will mm. do tightening, t- tightening and glowing of your entire face. You can do cellulite reduction. You can do body contouring. You can do, um, geez, mesotherapy, dump pen. Um, there's lots and lots of treatment options that you have. Mm. And the more you, I think, it's a it's a whole world out there. Yeah. And the more you do, the more you can actually um, 
you know offer your patients and mm. so they get a they get a, a whole approach um to aesthetic medicine i think but okay so my concern is the regulation right so you know you know i've got like hopes to be minister of health <laughs> one day so all these things are interesting to me who regulates what's happening to be honest, there is no regulatory board at the moment. I could be uh, mistaken. We'll, we'll check with my sister who knows more about this. She's been doing this for a much longer time. But if I am not, I, I stand corrected. There is no regulatory board for aesthetic medicine at the moment. Um, yeah, there doesn't seem to be. However, there were, um, there are two different uh, societies now that they've started. Yeah. Um, that offers like a three-year training course. When I started aesthetic medicine about... Ten years ago, plus minus. Yeah. Um, you know, if you wanted to go into aesthetics, you had to find companies that offered certain things, like a company that does appeal or a company that offers filler, and then you go for those training courses. Mm, like your team explained right. that. Yeah. So once that was done, then you go into your surgery and then you start zapping people. I mean, just like that. Just like that. That was what it was. Exactly and right. There was nobody to check whether you did it properly. Did you mess up? You know. There used to be a joke that said that, you know, if you've done enough uh, Botox and you haven't had a lidtosis, you haven't done enough. Oh I mean, you know, that's not really the way that it should be done. Mm. But now there is a three-year course that's offered yeah. um, where they've consolidated a lot of the, the training. Yeah. So, you know, you can then start learning, you know, at basic Botox in the first year and basic fillers. And then it becomes more advanced. And now they add on more things like thread lifting. Um, liposculpture, um, body shaping, um, injection lipolysis, stuff like that. That's more advanced uh, aesthetic medicine. People have the misconception that if you're doing Botox and fillers, you are suddenly an aesthetic physician. Well, that's the impression. I think that's what that's what most of us think. Well, that's the impression at the moment. And yeah. I think everyone also, I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, but most people think aesthetic medicine is very financially viable. So you learn well, how to do... that's another thing as well, because the impression is that it's all these housewives from Santon that are going to have their, you know, their, the wrinkles sorted out. And that's also not right. Not true. Not even not right. It's also not true, right? That's a misconception. Absolutely. I mean, aesthetic medicine is aesthetic. Um, if you think about dermatology, they, you know, the way I, I put it is that a dermatologist deals with the medical stuff and the aesthetician is going to deal with um, the aesthetic, the appearance of it. Whereas the plastic surgeon then does all the surgical bits and pieces. Mm. So your job is more like if you've had acne and the dermatologist has now sorted out the problem, yeah. you're left with the scars. You're left with the pigmentation. You're left with those things, which if you go to a derm, it costs a lot of money, you know. Or you go to a plastic surgeon, their consultation fees are very much more expensive. So where you would fit in is you then there to solve those problems. So, mm. you know, if you need scar division and you've had the scar removed at the plastic surgeon, what do you do after that if it's not gone? Okay, so... You are saying that there's no rivalry between you guys, the plastic surgeons and the dermatologists. Not you, at you, all. You, you should actually be working hand in hand. Absolutely. It should be an interreferral system. system. Okay, so that's what you is that what you experience in your in, in, in your practice. Our practice, um, what we try to do, and, and what we've we've based our practice on is affordable aesthetics. Okay. Because everybody wants to have something done. I mean, whether you are a, a low end cashier at the shop or whether you are an executive running a company, you want to have something done. I mean, you may want to have your face peeled. You may want to have a little bit more in your lips. You may mm. want to have something done mm. that makes you feel better. Mm. So if it's unaffordable, how many people come back to you? Not many. I mean, if I'm going to have to save six months to get something done, yeah. and the next time I can do something again is six months later, it's about the pointless. Point? I think the one thing about Botox that I learned, I didn't know that you must do Botox every four months. Every I four thought months. it was a once-off. No. But so that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. People don't explain things to you adequately. Um, the media is not putting the message out there adequately, I think. Well, I think it's, let's, let's talk about Botox. I think let's get that out. Because I promised you, I was like, every four months, really? I had no idea. I say to my patients, it's an operating expense. <laughs> <Is it perfect? laughs> Once you start, you can't stop. You can't stop, and you You're won't stop <laughs> because you like the result so much that you, the minute it's the lines start coming back, you you're back you're in, back in the show, you're back in the office. So, I mean, if somebody's charging double the price, 
then you're going to only go every six months maybe. But if somebody makes it reasonable for you, then you're going to go every three months, every four months when you really need it. So it's very important, you know, to see, like, what is my monthly budget? What can I afford? And then speak to your practitioner. What do I need? I mean, you may be 25. A 25-year-old African lady does not have the same needs as a 25-year-old Caucasian lady or a 25-year-old Indian lady. We all have different needs. So Okay, and I think this is where your training, your 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 added training where you've specialized on, on black skins and on Asian skin helps because if I went to someone else, they would just say, okay, come in, let's do treatments and not really under, without really understanding my skin. Absolutely. What we've done, and this is just, uh, you know, by the way, we put out a group on voucher okay. for botulinum toxin injections. And people bought them like you cannot believe because it was so cheap. But what I found is I've got like um, 30-year-old black girls that have bought... 10 units and they don't need it so why did you buy it you know you've you've bought it because it's cheap and you could come to me and i could sell you 20 more units telling you you need them you need them but do you really need it you don't need it you may need something different you know for you you may have needed a peel maybe or something that's going to refresh or revive your skin so that's important you know knowing your needs making sure your esthetician understands what they are and that they're not really trying to get out Everything from you every time you get there. That is so honest. That is so, so awesome. And yeah, Botox, Fatima, like where do you start, you know? Well, the thing is Botox, um, Doctor, you're, you're a, you, you would understand this. So Botox is essentially botulinum toxin, which yeah. is injected into your muscle. So basically what it does is it numbs your muscle. It numbs the receptor so your muscle doesn't work as it should. And as we know, like your body, it will wear off after time. And that is what is not communicated with people. So what happens is you need to have your Botox. And the more you do it, the longer the time spans or the spaces between it. So initially oh, you'll see. need it every... T- so you're basically conditioning your muscle. So you may need it initially every three months. Then um, you may need it every four months. Then you may need it... I mean, there are some people who come between um, eight to 12 months for a revision of their Botox, but they've been initially doing it regularly and, okay. and you know they do it all the time because as you know you have dynamic and static wrinkles you want to stop the dynamic wrinkles from becoming a static wrinkle so mm. everyone has got wrinkles that move as your face moves but you want to stop them from becoming a wrinkle that's embedded into your face or okay. into your neck or into your um you know on on your face and that's essentially what botulinum toxin is but it's not the only thing you can do because you can add other treatments onto that which will also increase the life of your botulinum toxin. So if you used a good product, if you used um, peeling, essentially. So it is an entire approach to aesthetic medicine. It's not just you need to come every three months. I'm going to knock you with Botox. Um, I'm going to make what I have to make, send you off, and that's the end of that. So that's bot- that's Botox, as they say it, in a nutshell. Mm. And Botox is so famous. I mean, like my sister said. It is so famous. And people don't really know where it goes. I'll get patients that come in and say, I've bought some Botox. I want it in my lips. (laughs) And you just think, okay, but what do you want? And I want bigger lips. So there's a lot of uh, bad. There's like a lot of myths around it. Yes. It's like, so if we have to divide them, Botox is to numb wrinkles and lines. And fillers are to add volume and enhance. Oh, to plump up your lips. Absolutely. Okay. So if you had lost volume, you're going to need a filler. And if you've got wrinkles, then you're going, you're going to, to need, need Botox. Botox. Okay, that's a very nice way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. And if you're, a, if you're a plump person, it doesn't mean you need to have fillers and you're feeling old. Then you don't need fillers because then we're just going to make you fatter and fatter. Mm. So then we must think about ways to tighten your skin, to lift your skin, to improve how it looks without putting fillers. So before long ago, if you came in and we looked at you and said, Okay, you've got big, deep uh, nasolabials. We need to just fill everything. <laughs> now we don't do that. Now we assess the dynamics of your face and we try and lift the areas non-surgically because you want to have that face lift when you're 60, not when you're 40 anymore, mm. you know? That's a fantastic approach. I have a question here from Veronica. She wants to know what the permanent treatment is for scarring and she's specifically speaking about stretch marks. Stretch marks are a big thing. Stretch marks are quite difficult to treat, um, firstly. Yeah. Um, I'll just explain what a stretch mark is. 
So then you'll know why it's so difficult to treat. If you think about an elastic band, mm. and you see the little elastics that go across the elastic band, and that's an intact skin. So when you have a stretch mark, you then have this band that's stretched and stretched and stretched, and those little interlinking bands have now torn mm. in the middle. And that's the gap that's giving you the depression that looks like the stretch mark. So ideally what we've got to do is we've got to re-enhance the collagen between those two separated areas of skin so that you can fill up that band so that you can rejuvenate those two elastic tissues that are far away back and bring together. Them back together. So there's a number of ways that you do this. Um, we used to do initially derma rolling, which was very, very famous because that was what was available. Mm-hmm. So derma rolling, I don't know if p- uh, people know, but derma rolling is l- a little roller, almost like a paint roller. Okay. But it's got little needles on it. And the little needles will add injury to the area where the damage is, where the stretch mark is. Mm-hmm. And by adding injury, we then will enhance collagen. So oh, collagen comes into the space where you've now injured. Okay. Because to heal something, you've got to hurt that thing first. Okay. Right? So that was the first way we used to do it. And then you give the patient um, collagen-enhancing serums and things to rub on. Then came fractional laser, which is a CO2-based laser that now, instead of you rolling it, you're now just lasering it downwards. So it's little channels that go down. And they burn little holes into that area where you want to treat. And again, collagen. And then collagen. Okay. So the latest technology now that that we've got is a fractional um, nanopixelated nanopixelated laser. Okay. They're big words, but um, but what makes it good is that it can be used on Asian, African. Caucasian skins. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the side effects that you would get with the fractional laser. So the answer to Veronica's question is the best treatment for stretch marks is either fractionalated or nanopixelated fractional laser, which is quite expensive. But if you get a treatment plan, you will get an adequate result. So you can do that or you can do what is also quite um, a lot of people do that is the carboxytherapy. Okay. That increases circulation to the area, which will also help collagen and elastin, which will also help your stretch marks. Mm. But the, another thing that you need to also remember and um, is how deep the stretch marks are yeah. and how long they've been there for. Oh, okay. So the sooner you zap them, the, the better. better. Yes. The, okay. the younger they are, stretch marks start, if you think, I don't know if you've had kids, but yeah. if you have kids, right, now your, your stomach's stretching, stretching, stretching. First they're pink, right? Or they're bright purple or they're red, they're young. Then they become like a lighter pink color and eventually they become white. Yeah. When they're white, they're very old. And there's nothing that we can do about them. We can decrease the appearance of them by about 50 to 60%. But, I mean, if I say to you, we can get rid of them. We cannot get rid of them completely, but we can improve what they look like. So you can get 60, 50, 60, maybe even 70%, depending on how young you are. You know, the younger you are, the better your skin is going to respond also. So those are important factors. But bearing that in mind, it's always a good thing to treat your stretch marks. You always get a good result. You will not get 100% with anything. Like hair removal, it's not permanent. It will never be permanent. As long as you have hormones, you will have hair. Um, you with a stretch mark, it won't go away completely, mm. but it will be improved. And that's what we need to um, explain to the people out there is you will get an improvement in your condition. You will get an improvement in your stretch marks. Mm. You will get an improvement in everything, but it will not be completely gone. Exactly. Unless okay. it was an, a brand new stretch mark. You got that it you today. Zapped, you, you are there tomorrow yeah. and it's gone. Well, that's very honest. I'm, I'm glad you've brought up the issue of hair removal because um, I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So as you know, Fatima's mm-hmm. mentioned, the, the hormones are crazy. So I have a little beard and I have a moustache. So I've, you know, I've tried tweezing and I've tried you know, um, waxing and now I'm busy with threading. My biggest problem is that the hairs are back within a week. It doesn't matter whether I've threaded or I've waxed. Within a week or two, the hairs are back. And it's really irritating because I'm always touching them and I'm, I'm always playing with them. So someone mentioned laser. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do laser. So let's talk about hair removal and laser. Okay. So laser for hair removal. Yeah. And, and let's just change the termolo- terminology a little okay. bit. Let's say hair reduction because that's what it is okay. essentially. Okay. It works really well. You get a really good result. 
what it does is it actually thins down the hair. So if you had thick growth of hair, it will become thin growth of hair. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes invisible growth of hair. And what hair removal or hair reduction laser does is that it will it increase um, the time span from one hair follicle growth to the next. So you increasing how long it takes for the hair to grow. Okay. And that's why a lot of practitioners will keep saying you need maintenance because the hairs do tend to come back. But they don't come back as dark or as thick. Yeah, or it's as a thickness that's the problem. It's a thickness that's the problem. So they don't come back like that. They come back quite fine. They come back quite invisible. But, um, and you, you generally won't be able to feel them. Okay. And, and it works beautifully. I mean, if you have just a quick wizard, my hands. Yeah. I had thick. And this is after two treatments of laser. But another thing is that you must be aware of what laser you are doing. That's the thing. There is yeah. a lot of lasers out there. My advice would be to go to a medical practitioner to have your laser done. They will understand the depth of the skin, the depth of the hair follicle, where it's coming from. Um, and how they need to adjust um, the, 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 the physics of their machine to adequately get your hair. Okay. Everyone's hair doesn't grow in the same plane. And, okay. and we all know that. Okay. And so some for, people so for, for, for laser hair reduction, you recommend that a person goes to a medical doctor that has that has learned how to do this. that. That would be my recommendation because we have, and we've seen this a lot, um, Zayda can vouch for this in our practice, where people go to sort of anywhere. And they come back with deep burns from the from the hair removal, and, and that's what I'm afraid of, you yeah, guys. Yeah, you know what? Um, pigmented skin is difficult with uh, lasers. Yes, um, IPLs, intense pulse light, is not a laser, but it's a pulse light that yes. uh, takes hair away, and that was the first thing that came. You know, um, uh, intense pulse light. That's what everybody had. And the thing with South Africa, it's not really regulated. It uh, you can import a laser from anywhere. You you don't really. It's not Zayda, what do you mean? I'm being serious. I mean, uh, you could go to your beautician down the road and she says, I offer hair removal, and you don't even know what machine it is. It's just something that she's brought back from China. And Well, if you had to just Google it, hair removal laser, like 50 will come up that you can actually purchase. So, you know, um, IPL is a good one. They, what a nice thing is now is that um, a lot of the beauty therapy schools mm-hmm. give training in laser. Okay. Which is a, a really good thing. It's a good thing that we've now done that because a lot of the, I mean, you're going to most likely go to your beautician and get your hair removal done there. Or you go to like a laser clinic or a laser boutique or something like that to get your laser done. So a lot of those places, you know, so long as the therapist has been trained in laser, you know that at least the person doing it understands what they're doing, you know? And that's important because there's lots of different kinds of lasers. There's, um, Diode laser, that's which the is the diode, latest one. Which is the latest one. That's a good one. Diode laser is actually a good one to get done for hair removal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also color sensitive, so that's quite nice because there's less burning than IPL laser. IPL in the hands of the right person would give you good results, but IPL in the hands of the wrong person is going to burn would give you quite a lot of scarring and things like that, which you don't want. But the other thing that we also need to remember is that um, IPL or even diode doesn't work on blonde hair. Okay, so it, that's important too. There has to be pigment in the hair for the to laser absorb to the light to be able to damage the follicle to prevent the hair to grow. Okay. So we have a lot of um, basically um, um, uh, European and Caucasian ladies that come in who have a thick growth of blonde hair. That's very difficult to treat because because so there's no pigment in the in the hair. So there's nothing for the laser to actually grab onto to mm. make the hair go away. This is so interesting. Back to the regulation of, of, of medical aesthetics of the, mis- of the machines that come into the country and so on. Who is meant to be regulating all there, of there this? There is a regulation board. Yeah. Um, there is a board that regulates medical equipment. So mm-hmm. if I'm a doctor and I need to buy a machine, yeah. there is a board that regulates that. At the uh, HPCSA, there's a full board. They come in, they check the equipment. Um, it's fine. But there's also a lot of people that just bring anything. They go to China. Or but that's beauty. That's not medical grade equipment. That's beauty, beauty therapy equipment. equipment. Okay, so now, guys, do, do you understand that? I, I, okay, so let me explain the difference yeah. to you. So a beauty this is therapy. Because I mean, I can imagine the number of people who've been whose skins have been damaged because of this, and this is why we're having this show because people need to know what's right and what's wrong, who to go to, and who not to go to. 
The thing is, I wouldn't say it's wrong to go to your beautician. I think it's fine as long as they are trained in the laser. Now you get the beauty grade machine. So, for example, you had an express facial done on the Venus machine that I brought in this morning. You get a beauty grade machine of the same thing, which doesn't have the same intensity. The, the voltage is less. Yes. So we've got 65 volts on this one. They will have 60 volts on that one. So the energy is different. Because in the hands of a doctor, we can go and pump up the jewels on that on that machine because I know how to deal with anything that happens with you, you know. But a beauty therapist, assuming the energy is too high, I don't know what she had done. But, uh, Express Venus Viva. Mm. Facial. So um, if, if it was, um, you know, just the, the, the quadripolar RF, which you had done mm. on this machine is 65 joules on another machine, which is um, a beauty grade machine. It's going to be 60 joules. So it's slightly less. Mm-hmm. So um, that is then safe to give to a beauty therapist because they can't cause any further damage to you the can't skin. Damage okay. the skin. So yeah. that's the difference. You get the medical grade equipment, which you can, I mean, you can go up as high as you like. You can increase the voltage. Like you can increase the damage to the skin. The Like um, Zara explained earlier, you know, you get those little burns that go into your skin. We can increase it depending on how bad um, the problem is. Now we've, Learned the layers of the skin. You've learned elastin collagen stimulation. You've learned all of this. I mean, you're aware of all of this. Um, whereas when you come to say a beautician, they need to go for the training to actually learn all of that. So they, with a beauty grade machine, is totally different from a medical grade machine. Okay. So I think maybe the question I need to ask is, can a beauty therapist purchase a, a medical grade machine? I no. Think Okay. I don't. Who, so who makes sure that doesn't happen? I, That's what should, I want to know. It should be the I, person selling that machine. It should be the person. I don't have the answer to that question. To be you honest see. to you, I, I uh, do you do you no, know? We don't it should really be the know. person selling the machine. Uh, you know that should be the person. I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think the Department of Health has <laughs> who's got what machine where. You, you see, know, like, like this actually comes back to what we said earlier on, is that aesthetic medicine has now become a craze. It's a vanity cell. So everyone wants to be an aesthetic medicine. And it, the the quicker you get famous, as in uh, however many shows you can be on, however many magazines you can be on, people will go to you irrespective of your training, your background, how long you've been doing it, whether you actually know what you're doing or not. It, it's almost become like a celebrity status gets you patients, to be honest. Um which is not, a, I mean, it's, it's a great thing, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, and I think that's where we, um, aesthetic medicine is actually headed to be, to, yeah, to, you know, to say. It's a simple thing like appeal. Mm. Uh, appeal is a simple thing. You know, uh, there are many different percentages of peels you can get, starting yeah. at a 10% glycolic to a phenol peel. Uh, and I'll explain the differences just now. But, um, Ideally, a TCA peel, which is trichloroacetic acid, which takes off two to three layers of your skin, should not be done by a therapist. And they are. And often as as doctors, um, we then deal with that complication. Because I've had a TCA peel at my beautician down the road, and now I've got post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, and please fix it. (laughs) Yeah, and you must not deal with it. Okay, but we'll be back after this to discuss peels, because I've been hearing a lot about chemical peels. My cousin goes for them. And, um, you know, as I'm hurtling towards 40, I'm starting to think about these things a lot. So can I just say, it is the most beautiful thing you can ever do. Well, I'm not yet convinced. So when we come back, we'll hear what you have to say. <laughs> cool. I'm the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. It's back. Are you Jawsy Tough? Cycle through tunnels, head over floating bridges, and disappear into colossal stormwater drains. Why? Because you're a machine and the city is your trail. With two separate routes, 22 and 54 Ks, choose your path and go where no mountain biker has gone before. On 6 September, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com 
Okay, so we're back with um, Dr. Fatima Baba and her sister, um, Dr. Zaida. And they, I mean, you know, I just got a message from someone who says that you guys are so authentic. And I really want to say that because in a field where you could be milking people for their money, you guys are saying, you know what? We're going to help you. We're not going to suck you dry. We're going to help you, give you the correct information and give you the correct advice. So it's really, it's so refreshing to have people that are actually doing something because of the passion. Can you know, I can I just catch you in there, Dr. Cindy? And, and my sister probably going to kill me after this. So I'll be like... You know, there's like a clinic down the road and they're charging this much. And she'll be like, <laughs> religiously, it's wrong for us to do that. We're going to go to hell. This is her. And I'm like, seriously. And she goes, yes, we're in this because we enjoy what we're doing. And the passion. We love what we do. Exactly. I'll tell you where this all started. Uh, you know, just a small little interlude. Yeah. Um, my daughter was born with a cleft lip and palate. Okay. Uh, eight years ago, when I started aesthetics, I started doing Botox and fillers. And my idea was, I'm going to make hordes of money. I mean, I'm the only person doing this in this clinic where I work and I'm going to make hordes of money. Botox and fillers, this is the way to go. Mm. And when she was born with this, uh, for me, aesthetically, you know, I was like, this little child has got to live with this scar for her entire life. And there's every treatment that's out there is so expensive. So, I mean, I can afford it, but what about the person whose kid has it and they can't afford it? You know, and that's when it changed. And it was more now, how do we then make this affordable so that everybody can afford it? So that people can get it done. So that if you've got a kid that's got something that's worrying you, if you've got a scar or a mole or something that needs to be lasered off, doesn't cost you anything less than 1500 rand, you know. And 1500 rand is a lot of money for people that don't have it. It's a lot of money. So, and you would want to give that to your kid. And that's when, you know, about, yeah, she's eight now, hey. Mm. That's when it, it all changed. It was like, you well, know, it, now we do this because if there's a way that we can fix it, yes, there is. It is aesthetic. It is something that um, a lot of people do because we just want to look better. But there is the avenue that is purely medical and purely for people that need help. Wow. So that's that's the difference as well. We try as much as we can to as to help as many people as we can. Mm. If we can, I mean, uh, what may be a big deal in your life, like um, the cleft lip and palate in my sister in my niece's issue, may not be. Um, you may just have had a scar. You know, you 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 fell as a kid and you got a bit of a scar on your face, and that's not. What people deem aesthetics now, but it is aesthetics. Mm. And I mean, also, I think, I think what you're saying, Fatima, also ties in with a person's, um, like self, self-esteem and so on. I mean, we take it for granted. So you, you're speaking about scars. I was, so I, when I was born, I was a prim. So I had a, a drip in my, in my, in my head and I've got the scar, but I love my scars. So I grew up knowing I've got a scar on my forehead and my mom used to tell me it's cause I'm so clever and I just lived with it. But there's some people who would not be able to live with a scar like this. I've got, so we're all different. Absolutely. Exactly. I mean, at the moment we're treating a little girl where the chicken pox and she was two, she's 15. Yeah. I mean, she's got 56 holes all over her whole body. I mean, for a child like that to go to the beach is a problem. I mean, I'm not going to go out with anything less than a full body suit from top to bottom because I've got all these little holes everywhere. Wow. You know, so that is aesthetic medicine. Effective, that's medicine. You know, that's not um, beauty and I want to be younger and I want to look better. We all want to look better. Mm. But the medical aspect of it is, is quite important. I mean, that... Is, is a very big part of aesthetics as well. And I also feel that we can't discount a person's feelings about something. I mean, no. as you say, that, that gold, the 56 pog marks, for her, it's a big deal. For it's me, I might deal. think, no, man, at least you're still alive. At least you still have 10 fingers and, and, you know, and 10 toes. But for her, those pog marks are making her life a misery. Exactly. Her self-esteem is lower. Mm-hmm. She doesn't go out. She doesn't hang out with her friends. She won't go to the beach. She, it, it all is a social impact on life. It's not just looking great and, and stepping out in the red carpet, for example, you know? Yeah, you know, you may have gone, had an accident, for, for instance, and uh, there's a big scar running across your face, and we need to fix this. Yeah. You know, surgically, there's only so much that you can do. And then there's other things that we need to do to fix it. Mm. And um, that's where we fit in. It's like, you know, we are doing the other things because I'm not a surgeon. I'm not a plastic surgeon. Mm. If it's something that's not in my scope of work, I'll say to you, listen, this is beyond this me. This is beyond me. Go to this person or go to that person. They'll be able to help you. But if something that I can do, then we will be, you know, gladly be there to, to help and try and fix it. Wow. 
And speaking of um, the chemical peels, I mean, I've seen mm. that a lot. Come in for a peel, go for a peel. What does a peel entail? Peeling is actually removing layers of your skin. Yeah. So we know how skin works, right? Our skin turns over every 28 days. Yeah. So our skin resurfaces itself. As we get older, that becomes more sluggish, so it takes longer. Mm. So you have this thicker, more keratinized skin on the top, and all the younger skin is at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then this will uh, decrease the moisture on the skin if it's thicker and more keratinized, so it doesn't look younger, it doesn't look fresh, it doesn't look healthy. So what a peeling effectively does is that it stimulates that healthy skin growth. So we're taking off all the dead cells, and we're regenerating all the good stuff that's coming down the bottom. So ideally, I think, and this is my personal opinion, everybody should have a peel at least once every six weeks. Okay. If you're over 30, you should be peeling once every six weeks so that your skin is refreshed. Well, apart from increasing the turn of your skin, yeah. we all use products. It's general. It's not normal common knowledge. So what a peel also does is it allows for your products to absorb adequately so you get better penetration of your products. You'll get a better result from the product that you're using. Peels are used for a wide range of things. Okay. So, firstly, you get a, a person who's just got a normal skin, no acne, no scarring, no pigmentation, nothing. They're basically doing it for that glow. You get a glow from a peel, your skin looks refreshed, you look younger, you prevent it, it's preventative medicine. Okay. So, you are not going to age as drastically, you are not going to age as rapidly, you are not going to end up with that thick, leathery-like skin because you're helping your skin turn over. That's the first thing. Second reason for peels, acne, acne scarring. A lot of young people with acne and pimples and things, a peel helps really nicely. So it's also divided up into numerous um, different sectors. Mm-hmm. You get a, you will get a more superficial peel depending on the stage of the acne, a deeper peel depending on how bad it is and where it's going down into the skin layers. Okay, so that's for acne. Then you also um, one more thing. It will also depend on what acid we're using now for the for what we're treating. Okay. So, like she's saying, acne. There's specific acids that, that you should you be using. use to combat acne. Okay. So you you know so a peel is not a peel is not a peel. There's a fruit acid peel, glycolic acid peel, mendelic acid peel, citric acid peel, phenol peel. Tritol. And this is where you need a person that knows exactly what they're doing. And what they're dealing with, and they will decide what peel is best for you. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay, so now what peel would I need? I mean, I've got pigmentation, and, you know, I'm hurtling towards 40, as I said. What peel would I need? In my opinion, you would need, look, a peel is, remember, it's not a once-off thing. You need yeah, a series a, of peels, yeah. right? Um, in your case, look, you, you don't really have bad pigmentation. You don't have any acne. So we would start off with a lower peel. I'm, I'm not sure what you Probably think. Probably citric acid. acid. Yes. With and a bit then, of glycolic. And, um, and we move up from there. Okay. How, depend, and now you must also remember that every person should remember this. If you go to someone, they are not going to bang your skin with a 70% peel on your first treatment. If they do, there's a big problem. You need to start with a lower peel to see how your body will respond to that peel. Every person's skin will respond differently to a peel. And so what does a peel entail? Are you putting, so you put stuff on my skin. So let's just give you an example. You come into my rooms, I'll cleanse your face, give you a nice wash, and then you get different types of peels. So some peels come as a mask, Mm. and we know a mask. Some peels come as a liquid, so we apply the liquid onto your face. Um, And then we basically wait. So we will wait. Some peels are 30 seconds, some peels are a minute. Some peels are layer dependent. So what we'll do is we'll put a layer, we wait, and then we put another layer, we wait, and then we put another layer, depending on how deep we want to go. Then there's, um, like Zaida said, the TCA peels, which work really nice for pigmentation. And it also works really nice for the wrinkles and the fine lines. Because that essentially is face off. If we all remember that movie, mm. you're taking off the one whole face and you're going to get a new one that will grow on after that. Which is beautiful. If it's done in the right hands and if it's done properly... The results are phenomenal. And side effects or, or reactions after that is your they skin are. raw. Um, what is it like? It depends on the percentage of the peel you're doing. Yeah. You know, a light peel is just going to take off superficial layers. You'll just be a little pink afterwards, like a mild sunburn. By tomorrow it's gone, so stay out the sun, put some sunscreen, mm. things like that. The deeper you go, the redder your skin will become. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it de- you may flake. You know, flaking is just little bits of flaking. And if we're doing like a proper TCA or a phenol type peel, it's actually going to come off in sheets. Oh, okay. So, you know, also peels are very dependent on what jobs people do. I mean, people don't have time to sit at home for six days 
for their skin to recover so they can go back to work. Oh, now, there are very yeah. few people that can do that. So you would then communicate that to your practitioner and say, look, I work. Um, I'm okay. You, you're in a studio, so it doesn't really matter. You can peel. It's fine. But say you were somebody that worked in an office and you were face to face with people, then you don't want people to then look at you and say, Oh my God, you know what happened to your She's skin? Peeling, yeah. Exactly. So that's also a, a, an important thing when we decide which peel to give you. But having said that, you have people who want to peel and then they'll say, I am having an allergic reaction. I can't remember to what, but look what happened to my face. And in the meantime, they're peeling. Well, I, I must tell you, I mean, I used um, Clinique. You know, you know Clinique? I, Clinique. I, I use their toner. Like I always say to people, Clinique toner is like petrol. And I remember that burning sensation. And, and that's, that's a result of the pigmentation Which, that I had around my, uh, around my cheekbones because of that toner. And that feeling was so bad that whenever I think of a peel, I think of the, how that toner burnt my skin. So, you know, I think it, that that's, that's really said has that, been a that's also, um it does burn. It does burn. It itches. It's a, it's okay, guys, on a scale itch. of zero to Clinique, to <laughs> how much does it burn? No, I would say a one or a two, depending okay. on what peel you're having. But now remember, no pain, no gain. You're having a little bit of burning for a, a better end result in the grand scheme of things. Okay, I get you. So I have a message from Woody. So Woody says, my, the skin on, uh, my skin on my face is very dry. What can I do for that? Dry skin. What, it depends on what product she's using. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to, it's, it's a holistic thing. We've got to see how dry is it, when is it dry. Winter is usually a time where the skin is more dry. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will be happy with their summer regimen. So you're happy in summer because your skin is nice and moist. But come winter, you need to add something that's a little bit more rich in moisture to give your skin more because we've got the heaters on and the air is drier and it's colder and your skin dries out a bit more. So, um, you know, she really needs to pay attention to what she's putting on her skin okay? so that she can then see, does she have the right stuff? Because if she needs to and she's happy with what she has, just add an extra moisturizer for the okay. winter months. Okay. And generally, most people need to do that. Okay. I mean, just generally. I mean, I, I generally have a non-problematic skin, but in winter, I find my skin is very, very dry. Mm. And I really need to add more moisture to my skin. And so, so moving on to the body, the body treatments that you guys do. So what do you guys offer in terms of the body? I know that you spoke about, um, I read about it, circum, circumferential reduction. Circumferential okay, reduction, yeah, exactly. What's that all about? Okay, so basically it's broken up into a few things. It's yeah. the medical weight loss. Mm-hmm. Then it's the lipolytic injections. And then as we all know, the new craze in the world is the IV treatment. So you get the IV treatment for the weight loss. Um, and then you also get what we do is we, you get non-surgical liposuction. Which is, I mean, we all are aware of it. You get an entire range of things. And you get between two to three centimeter reduction with every treatment. You should. Okay. But now bear in mind, you can't go home and eat burgers and chips and what have you. You need to have a balanced, I mean, a balanced diet is what I would say. So it works hand in hand with an eating plan, a proper eating plan. Of course. Everything does. I mean, if you think that you're going to lie on my bed for three hours and then go to McDonald's after that, you're wasting your time and mine, you know? <laughs> well, that's my approach, eh? I, I say it straight to people. I'm like, look, you're going to be wasting your money and my time. So you need to be serious that you want to do this, you know? And it's lifestyle modification as well. But the circumferential treatment, and I'm going to give you my personal uh, journey, right? I put on 23 kilos with my last baby. And uh, for me, I was a house. Okay, I shouldn't say this, but I mean, it, it really bothered because me. Because you're tiny. You're very tiny. I never went anywhere. I didn't really talk to anybody. <laughs> I, I was like... That's, that's the thing. When you told me now, I'm like, but I didn't see any Facebook pictures of you pregnant. So you didn't take I didn't any- take any photos. I wasn't even going anywhere. Like, people would invite me to weddings and parties and what have you. And I was like... I don't even have any clothes to fit me. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll see you after the baby's yes. born. Um, and after that, so essentially it would be like um, lipolytic injection. So my stomach was really fat and jiggly and that bothered me. So you give your, I mean, uh, the practitioner will inject into that area. And say you combine that with the quadripolar RF, you actually get reduction of the fat. You can see it with every treatment. We measure, we weigh, we, we you will notice the difference. Um, you can add to that would be like a carboxy therapy, which increases your circulation and it increases your, your lymphatic drainage, where is, that's where fat goes into the lymph. And that's what you need to stimulate. Um, and then you, you pair all of this up with a good eating plan. And we basically, because we medical, it's all medically based. So it will be medical weight loss. It will be, um, medical, um, uh, injections that we give you. And everything is generally, um, if you had to come to our practice, it's all monitored. You have to come in every two weeks. We need to weigh. We need to measure. 
we need to see what's happening. If you're going the the machine route or yeah. the treatment route, same thing. Every time you come in, you are measured, literally from head to toe, and we monitor the progress that you were doing. And so how long did it take for your jiggly tummy to, mm-hmm. to go down? To be honest, it was about 10 weeks, I would say. And injections are every two weeks. And mm. then the machine, like every, I, I was doing it as often as I could get on the bed. But everyone doesn't have that option. Um, so it's, betu- it's every one to two weeks. And I mean, the mummy tummy. Can I, can I brag a little bit about our machine though? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a phenomenal new machine. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's, it's called the Venus Legacy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but. No, it, no, you are, yeah. Um, it's, it's called the Venus Legacy. And what it does effectively, it's got, um, a, a, a multipolar RF. So it's octipolar. And what that means, it's got eight little knobbies where you're going to get radio frequency and radio frequency is heat based energy. And then it's also got MP2 waves that are emitted from these little knobbies. And it's got a little suction that will suck up the fat into that area so that we can concentrate the energy. Then the other thing that the machine does is that it heats up the skin to the temperature of between 42 and 47 degrees. It's the only machine in the world that can do that without burning you at the moment. I'm sure there will be more that come out. But it's so far, at the moment, the only way. It's, it's it's the most comfortable thing to do, actually. So it you feel like a hot stone massage, and Sandy does it all the time, and so she knows how many massages she's doing. But um, you have you comfortable. You can come there, and they can fall asleep, and you're getting all this done. So why I'm why I'm mentioning these things is to get effective skin tightening. You need and to fat, get your, and fat reduction. You need to, to break increase the, the temperature to over forty-two degrees mm. and maintain that for five to ten minutes. So if you can do that. You can get good collagen stimulation, fat breakdown, and tightening at the same time. Mm. So where you saying, I'm coming for my tummy, and it's jiggly, and it's a mummy tummy. That's, you know, what we call them. Um, Not only are we breaking down the fat, we're improving the stretch marks because there's collagen synthesis. We're improving the appearance of the skin. We're improving the texture of the skin at the same time as you are getting your little hot stone massage. So... It's it's an absolutely phenomenal piece of equipment. We are loving it to but can and I our tell patients you, um, as well. Which um celebrities use this now? Mm-hmm. Sophia Bengera, George Clooney, Oprah Winfrey, all of them swear by it. Um it works like a bomb. A lot of people um in the beauty industry, I mean that's aesthetics essentially. Yeah. Uh will do this sort of the day they're going for a photo shoot because oh, I it, see. it, it I mean the 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 results are instant, but they're long standing. Mm. And for cellulite, and I'm sure there's lots of people here with cellulite, and summer is coming, and we all want these beach bodies. It is beautiful for cellulite. And in terms of price, um, just just give me a ballpark figure. How much would a person pay for, say, six treatments? Do they do you give treatments in packages? Yes. How does it work? Ideally, you need to take a package. It's pointless for you to do one isolated session and expect to get miracles because it's never going to happen. You've got to, how we work is you'd come in once a week Mm -hmm. for six to eight sessions and then you're on a maintenance plan. Mm. So how we sell them is that uh, the prices range from four fifty to about eight fifty per area, depending on how big the area is. Okay. It's usually by measurement. Yeah. Okay. And then um, you will pay then for say six or seven, and then we throw in one or two sessions for free. Okay. So just to make it worth your while. Yeah. And then you buy a package later to do your maintenance, and your maintenance is really once a month. And and I often explain to my patients why we need maintenance. We don't stop aging. We don't stop eating. We don't stop getting cellulite. Mm. You know, people will say, oh, but I spent so much of money and my cellulite was gone and it's two months and my cellulite is back. Cellulite is a circulatory problem. Mm. If we don't fix it regularly, it's not going to stay away. So you've got to make sure that if that is your problem and that's your concern, you are doing something about it regularly. Yeah. If not once a month, once every two months, but you're making sure that you're constantly fixing that problem. Yeah. Well, I'm having one more baby next year, then I'm coming in for my mummy tummy. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Me too. But where can we find you? Because, you know, I mean, it's, it's been so great chatting to you guys, only because you're so honest and authentic. And really, it's so awesome to come across practitioners that, that are really passionate about what they do. And they always put the needs of the patient first. But where can we find you? So I want your Instagram, your Facebook, everything, so people can find your landline. Okay. So Instagram is Dr. Fatima Baba, D-R-F-A-T-I-M-A-B-H-A-B-H-A. That's mm-hmm. Instagram. 
Um, Facebook is Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y, N, the letter N, Curves, Laser and Cosmetic Institute. Uh, website is www.beautyandcurves.com. Sorry. Um, landline is, um, 011-615-7214. And then it's 011-028-7000. And, um, also we are on 23 Nickel Road, Bedford View. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wellness center, so okay. it's basically an holo- a holistic approach to things. We do acupuncture, we do um, medical aesthetics, we have a gym, we do um, we've got a, a spa, we've got an aesthetic dentist, we've got a aesthetic ophthalmologist, we've got a, yeah. It's a holistic approach to medicine. So I always call us your one stop aesthetic shop. You get everything. We've got like hundreds of treatments. I mean, we in in an hour I can't tell you everything that we do. Um, but the main things would be like Botox fillers, liquid facelifts, um, the latest craze, which is the non-surgical facelifts. It's the silhouette soft threads, which I think everybody needs. It's preventative. It's treatment. It's maintenance. It is divine. Um, Varicose veins we do, which oh, as well. lots of people okay. have problems with. So, you know, that's a big thing. If you yeah, have yeah, babies, veins you've are got varicose veins. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we do do that as well. We do rosacea. We do psoriasis. We do eczema, acne. Basically everything, really. Um, yeah, but um, the big thing for me is we love what we do, and and that's I think what takes us from strength to strength, to be honest. And and if I did go to a, a medical um, esthetician, what questions do I need to ask to verify that they really that they they they're the real deal? You know, what would you want people to know? My per- can personally, you ask to see certificates? You can ask to see certificates. Most people should have training from from every company. Yeah. they should have it. Um, because the companies offer them quite regularly and people, I mean, you can't start filling somebody if you haven't actually had training. And I can't start doing big things if I haven't done advanced training. So I think a lot of the, the practitioners have, be, have been trained. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would go to somebody who's doing it for a longer period of time okay, because, so you know, how long, how long the they're doing it. For, I mean, okay. you don't want to go to somebody who's Oh, you, I mean, they've got to start somewhere. I started somewhere. I used to just grab my, my mother and my sisters and patients that... So uh, they were your guinea pigs. Yeah, I used to grab patients that were like, you know, I'd give it to them at like cost price and like, just get on the bed, please, because I really <laughs> need some people to practice on. And once you've passed that... And you're confident and you know what you're doing. And, you know, see, ask around, shop around, see what the prices are like because everybody's prices are different. Okay. Um, most people will have like a general reasonable cost, but see what's in your budget. See okay. how accommodating your doctor is. A lot of people are accommodating. Okay. But then you get those people who like want to get you there on the first day and like get it all out to get today because we don't know if you're coming back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You don't want that. No, you don't you know? want that. Okay, no, but thank you so much for being here. And I'll make sure that I tweet out all your details. And Fatima, I'll probably see you in a few weeks' time for the second phase do. of the Venus do. Express Facial. It was so nice to be here. Thank you so much for having no, us. No, thank you very much. Health Hour on cliffcentral.com.